even in the same manner as I have been fully and clearly known and understood by God. And so faith, hope, love, abide. Faith, conviction, and belief respecting man's relation to God and divine things. Hope, joyful and confident expectation of eternal salvation. And love, true affection for God and man growing out of God's love for and in us, these three, but the greatest of these is love. All right. Amen. Selah. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. All right. My goodness. Hallelujah. Y'all can scoot up if y'all are too far back now. You want to tighten it up some? Come on up. It's all right. Anybody? Old row sitting right here. I mean, come on, y'all. Tighten up. <sighs> Glory to God. Other than that, I just come out and tell y'all where y'all at. <laughs> I can do that real easy. Oh, man. Glory to God. How everybody doing? It's good to see everybody. Not like I just saw you. Some of y'all just saw you. Man, give you time to get yourself together. Worship was awesome. Woo, all right. Who got the oil today? Is it this side or is it this side? I need to know where the oil is because where the oil is, that's where the anointing is. I told y'all demons like the dry place. Love to come to church. Church just dry. No oil. No oil whatsoever. I mean, just stuck. I want to be slipping and sliding. Hold on, I can't go. The oil is over here. Oh, back there with Dejan is that? All right, the oars are, I'll see you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Nothing like being consistent in your walk. Amen? I mean, for real, if you want to go to the door, you got to keep walking, right? Man, I need y'all to wait today. Happy. Prosperous is the man that knows God. Oh, man. Oh, I just go. Hey, Tony. See you, man. All right, man. All right. Good to see you as always. I just got to come through for. Uh, look at the families here. All right, man. How y'all doing today? All right, all right, all right. Good, good. All right, DJ. What other DJ? Oh, okay, got two DJs. I always look. Two DJs. How y'all doing? How you doing, sir? Good to see you. Good to see you. All right. Man, look at here. How you doing today? Man, we're going to have a good time today. Well, you know, he has risen. He didn't stay in the grave. I mean, thank God he didn't stay in the grave. Y'all know I'm not going to move until I get the right spirit got to be in here. I don't know. I'm led by the spirit. Just jump in and jump out. Let me double dutch it. I want to move when he say move. Man, God is good though, isn't he? No, for real. He is really good. It's not cliche. No, I mean, he is actually good. Everything he created, he said, was good. <laughs> Every circumstance, 
that I'm in right now, situation, according to God, is good. No, no. It said it works <laughs> for your good. <laughs> that love God. So if you don't love God, I'm not sure if it's working for your good. All right, y'all know me. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I ain't, I ain't scared of nobody. Watch this. I love y'all. I mean, how you have a shepherd and don't love you? How you have a shepherd and don't like people? I got some shepherd friends that don't like people. I'm not sure if they're a shepherd. Because a shepherd, his anointing comes with being with the people. He's anointed to be with the people. Not away, not tucked away somewhere. I tell you, the shepherd should smell just like the sheep because he'd been with the sheep. You can't shepherd and you ain't in touch with the people. Ain't that right? What is teacher? Okay. See, I don't know about y'all, but you know, my wife, when, when she's not, with, not here, she's here. But when I don't see, it's a difference. Because we're connected. We're one. And, and when she's not connected to me, I feel off balance. You know, you, if you're not connected with God, you should feel the same way. Off balance. You're designed to connect. You're designed to have or to be in relationship. You're not designed to be by yourself. I don't care what you think. Oh, what happens is it's because of what happened to you. Poor choice. <laughs> oh, I'm in the word. Man, I, I want to talk about relationships, of course, because we are so good at it. We're so good at relationships. We're, we're, <laughs> we're so good at relationships. I mean, man, when somebody think of you, what do they think of when they hear your name? Oh, Lord, no, not them again. I mean, your name is who you are. And who you are is your name. Hello? That's why when Moses said, well, who should send me? He said, tell him I am. Tell him I am sent you. I am my name and my name is me. <laughs> no, but y'all didn't get that, did you? So if I say, go star, who are you? Does your name represent your character? Or did we send our character flaw? Hmm? 
All right. When you go to work, who are you? When you go home, who are you? When you come to church today, who are you? We got like four people that's in one. I got to go here first. Who are you? If you're a believer, you're supposed to have the characteristic now of your father, of your nation that you are from now. I told you on Friday, you're a new nation now. You're a new citizen now. Yeah? Mm. Trying to get them to see who they are. And they say they're all in good relationships. Everybody in here said, teacher, they're all in good relationships. Is that correct? I'm talking about right now, are you in good relationship? See, see, hold on. In order to be in relationship with God, you have to be in relationship with man. So if you're not in a good relationship with man, it's impossible to be in a good relationship with God. He said love, true love is with God and man. I'm going to need us not be deceived. What's the issue? I want to be in good relationship with God. I think everybody wants to be that. I want to be in good relationship with God. Well, I can't see God. Sort of. But I can see his characteristics. Or I can present his characteristics to you. Who he is. Well, that means you have to know who he is to present his characteristics to you. Or to the world. Correct? Oh, we're going to get there. But you got to lay this down first because so many of us are in deception in our relationships with God and man. Hello. And I'm today. I want to make sure that you're not deceived. Because man will walk in deception. Just walk right on in it. True love is with God, look at the order. And man. So right now, take a second to contemplate. Are you in real relationship or just in religion? Because you can be in religion with someone. (laughs) You can be in religion with someone. Not relationship. The Pharisees was in religion. They won't end relationship. And they were the leaders of the church. Hello. So (laughs) they had they had a chance to have a real relationship with the living, walking word right there in front of them. And they stayed. That's right. And they stayed in religion and not relationship. So when you stay in religion, you stay in denomination. When you're in religion, you stay where you're comfortable. Isn't that something? So how many of us in religion in here? Look at this. Who is going to raise their hand? I want you to think. I don't want you to be deceived. And if you're in a relationship... 
It is an ongoing thing. It's expressed. Okay? So, if you were in religion, no, 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 y'all gonna miss this. I'm married. I'm married to my wife. That means I'm in a relationship. Means that I'm always present. I'm going to find out if you're in relationship or you're in religion. Because in religion, I don't have to always be present. Hello? If I'm in a, rela- a religion, I don't have to always be present. I can come and go when I want to. I'm not in a relationship. I can't come and go when I want to in my relationship with you. We're not in covenant then. And it's okay. Let it find you. That's how you know the gospel is being taught. Because it brings conviction. It don't tell you what to do. It don't make you do anything. It helps you make a choice. So am I in relationship or I'm in religion? I can come to church and be in both. Because I got some sheep and goat. I got some wheat and tear. Hello? Oh, oh yeah, religious people go to church. Hold on, religious people run the church. I'm in relationship. That's why I'm going to talk about relationships, even though I can't go there yet first. But this, I got to lay down a foundation. I'm going to be in relationship with God. I don't want to be in religion with God. I want to be in relate. I want to be real with God. I want the real reality in my relationship. I don't want a pseudo relationship with you. It don't produce anything. I just don't know. Am I in there with anybody? Am I in there with anybody? (laughs) You don't want to be in religion with your wife. I show up when I want to. I make everything. I can do what I want in religion. I don't have to answer to nobody. No, no. Oh, we won't go to accountability. Oh. But I wanted to make sure, see, as a shepherd, see, my job is to make sure and I guide you, keep you from the danger of religion. Because it nullifies your relationship. Okay? See, this is what shepherds don't do. And they, wanna, they just want you tied. That's just religion. And then, but he, he, then he doesn't demand change from you. I demand change. If I'm in a relationship with you, it's something got to change. Now, religion, I can stay the same. So a lot of our marriages is just religious. There is, is not relationship. We got to stop faking with God. That you love your spouse. I wish you would be going all day and you don't call me and I don't call you. No, we're not. That's not a relationship. Yeah, you. Y'all see my face? Y'all serious. 
Just like when you miss church. That's like when you miss church. See, I'm in a relationship with you. Where you at? Where you been? See, I care. But if we're just in religion, I, see you when I see you. Come when you want. There's no commitment in religion. But in a relationship. See, you don't see when you have religious spirit like that, it's no value. I put value on my relationships. So what you value, you protect and you care for. Hello? So I value my relationship with my wife because that's a representation of my relationship with God. It's with God and man. When we get married, God is in the picture now. Matter of fact, he's exclusive. He has preeminence. He does in my relationship. He's first, not her. Are we learning anything? Yeah. Am I breaking up some fallow ground? Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Yeah. yeah. Man. That's the problem. It's like it's hard to identify a real shepherd. It's, it's like what? He's not on a pedestal. He put his pants on one leg just like you at a time. You got to have a pastor that's designed for your wilderness journey. He knows what it's like. Okay. What you've been through. I mean, I'm a pastor, but I, I don't know what it's like to be divorced or, you know, have a blended family or, you know, be abused. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you can't tell. How can he shepherd you? You know why? Because most of the time, you choose your shepherd. I'm going to send you. I'm going to lead you. Sheep, sheep are led. I'm going to lead you to where you need to be. And some of us kicking buck. Slows down your development. Yeah. In the love chapter, he said, when I was a child, I thought like a child. That means you had a child mentality. A child thinks a different way than an adult does, a fully mature person, I would hope. <laughs> but you still have a lot of adults in pull-ups. Hello? They're easily offended when you tell them the truth. Easily offended. Leave the ministry. Because I tell you, I love you. And I'm, I'm trying to hold you accountable. Where you been? See, I'm trying to get in a relationship with you, not a religious one. See, that's the problem. We're just in religion and that relationship. Yeah? Man, they say, leave from here, Pastor. Leave from here. Okay, M maybe... <laughs> Maybe we need to see this scripture. Go to, go to Proverbs 12.1. Because some people aren't here. They hadn't been here. And they need to see this scripture. Maybe they'll help them understand what I'm doing. Trust me. This time is all about you. Amen. Ready? Read that scripture, minister. 
Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 1. To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction. Punctuality is important. It says to learn. There's a comma there. Minister comma infers what? A pause. A pause. So don't read. Slow down. So I'm getting you in a state first to learn. You need to hear that first. To learn. Comma. Pause. Take a breath. You're getting ready to learn something. Now. You must. Occasionally. Once in a while. Only when I feel like it. So you are really always designed to learn. You're always designed to progress. But in order, to that, order for that to happen, you must love discipline. But I thought you was a disciple. That's what a disciple is. He is devout. He is disciplined. I didn't hear emotional. I didn't see emotion that he's emotional. No, he's disciplined. Come when you don't feel like coming. Pray when you don't feel like praying. Read when you don't feel like reading. Love when you don't feel like loving. Forgive when you don't feel like Okay. He's disciplined. Yeah? That's what I tell you. Most of our men lack discipline. <laughs> discipline. You must love discipline. I love what you said. You must love. Well, God is love. You must love God. Because who he disciplines, he what? Loves. So you take it as somebody being mean and angry at you. The children think when you discipline them, you don't like them. No, I love you. And you should love this. My, you should love this type of love. See? In your feelings. That's why. I, man. They come up. Come on, Pastor. It's Resurrection Sunday. Come on. We get to the resurrection. It's Easter. Come on, Pastor. I, just let me. Just for a minute. Just for a minute, y'all, Easter. Look at that. You look at y'all. Y'all know because you've been here. Ishtar. Hold on. Well, who is she? She's a Babylonian goddess. But it's in the Bible. Wrong interpretation. Just think about it. Just, just for a minute. Y'all highly intelligent. The word. Just look at the word Easter. Whether it's Ishtar, whichever way you want to pronounce it. It's not about God. It's not about God. The word itself. Happy Easter. The Christians are saying happy Easter. It's not God. It has nothing to do with the resurrection. You know why? Because I told you on the wrong calendar. 
So the worship of Ishtar and the Pesach was almost simultaneously together. While you was worshiping, they were worshiping. But you're on the wrong count. See, this is why this is how you so easily led astray. Because you don't know the entomology of words, how words change throughout the century and how they're used. So the church is easily led astray. It tells you in the Bible that the enemy seeks to change the times. I mean, for four years almost in a row, we had Jesus rise before he was buried. On the calendar. How much sense does that make? Happy Easter. See you there? And, and this, is the, this is how the church, I mean, it's, I need, he said, you are not to be ignorant. That means a lot. It didn't say you weren't intelligent. You're ignorant. You don't have knowledge of it. So when you don't have knowledge of something, you're easily Easily led astray. So the church is, you know, this is just unbelievable. And I'm going to tell you what, the Pharisees knew he was Jesus. He knew he was the son of God. They knew it. Because when you read in your Old Testament, I know y'all see the Lord, 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 right? Before that, it was Yudhe Vavhe, Yahovah. But after he died, this is when they changed it. See, this is how when y'all see it, some of y'all done this too. You know, God underscore D. His name. That all that happened, all of that happened after BC. They stopped saying his name. They stopped saying Yahovah. They stop saying, and salvation, salvation, salvation has come. Salvation is Yeshua, is his name, is Jesus. So when you say salvation, you're saying Jesus. This is why they don't want to say Jesus, because he is salvation. Did anybody get that? This is why they don't want to say his name. Everything changed when he came on the scene. Oh, man, y'all got to understand. I, just, I want y'all to learn some stuff today. Man, first, don't be deceived. This is a big one. I don't want you to be receive, deceived about your relationship. I'm not deceived about my relationship with my wife. There ain't no side person. Okay, chick. I, I got to say this. I have to say this because I'm not going to be deceived in my relationship, my covenant with her. And that would be only me because I'm trying to deceive you, but it would only be me that's being deceived. the whole thing that come together and no one will address like sin 
deception. Okay, all of this Passover, all of this resurrection, it's about what? He died for your sin. Nah, nah. Y'all plural. I said, the Bible said sin. Sin. Verse something you see, it says sins in plural. He said he died for your sin. And this is what this is all about. And the church don't want to talk about what he died for. Then you can sit here and be right in your sin. We supposed to love the truth. All right. We supposed to love the truth. And matter of fact, y'all are supposed to bring the truth. All right, there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me see here. This scripture right here. Before we go, so we, we're going to get in there, all right? Let's talk about some things. Go to Hebrews. Go to Hebrews 10, 7. <laughs> Y'all learning something already? All right. Hebrews chapter 10 at verse 7. Then I said, behold, here I am coming to do your will, O God, Mm. to fulfill what is written of me in the volume of the book. So he said, I'm coming to you in the whole totality of Genesis to Revelation. Every feast, every festival is me. Every Moadim, every appointed time is me. I come in the volumes of the scrolls, the books. Amen. Take heed to what you hear and how you hear. Men is so easily deceived. Worst kind of deception is self-deception. I need to shake some self-deception out of some of us today. Hello? Man, what happens is deception won't allow you to receive love. Because you don't see correction as love. (laughs) What is wrong with us? Oh, it's just me? (sighs) Keep it moving, right? All right. Okay. I'm going to show you something. We got to find out something about, you know, he, he died. He really did. I'm getting a relationship. This is what we're doing. Okay? Don't worry. I got 14 pages of relationship teaching. But until he releases, I can't. Anyway, I'm going to keep going. All right, here we go. Go to James. I'm going to make sure we get something straight. Go to James 112, Amplified. I love the word. Y'all love the word? Love the word. Good to see y'all today. Mm -mm. (laughs) I tell you, man. Woo, man, I tell you. Nothing like a friend. Go ahead. Come on. James chapter 1. I said a friend stick closer than a brother. I just want to know, are you friendly? The Bible says show yourself. How come we always want a divine friend? 
or a friend. But you must first, in order to qualify for that, what you're saying is you have to be the divine friend. You do. Don't be just, I want a friend. No, you be the friend. Hello? Oh, man, I need y'all to look up and hear what I'm saying. Mm. We just don't know what a friend is. You know, because we always think a friend's supposed to do something for you. You are there for them. Without any expectation. Now, that's a friend. Okay, God called us what now? Friends. Okay, come on. Read this thing. James chapter 1 and verse 12. Blessed, happy, to be envied is the man who is patient under trial and stands up under temptation. Mm. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. This is why he died for you. So that you would obtain something. I told you, when you care, you see a person's need in the future and you handle it today. That means you care. That means you outthink them. And y'all, y'all don't, to care for some, hold on, we're not, we're not getting this. Blessed. Happy, uh-huh. not depressed, not sad. Right. Okay, look at it. Blessed, happy, to be envied. Wow. Well, that means the world should see you going through your thing. Right. That you're happy. Right. Not depressed, right. not sad. Right. Oh, man. Y'all don't want to talk about relationships. I'm just trying to lay down the foundation. They're not ready. Y'all ready? Now let's read this again. Come on. Bless. I like the feedback. I like, I like the, I don't like no dead church. You sitting there preaching the word and everybody just quiet. I like feedback. It's okay to clap. It's okay to say hallelujah. Just don't step out of order. Amen. Let's do this. Let's go this. Come on. Blessed, happy, to be envied is the man who is patient under trial. Patient under trial. It's a beauty in that to God. No, you can't do this in your own. You can't do this in your emotion. It's beautiful to God because he said, you know what? I got a reward for you. See, but what happens is because we're so earthbound, we can't understand the earthly, the, um, the spiritual crown that he's talking about okay he said you have to be patient under your trials no you get in the trial you're ready to get out real quick he said you have to be patient in your trial he said he said make your bet your olive he said bet he said make your home right there in that trial Mm, babe. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, you ready to run. As soon as we go through something, right? 
Come on, man. It said, who is patient under trial and stands up under the temptation. I, I just got a question. How are you going to know you have faith if your faith isn't tested? How are you going to know how strong you are if you're not tested? Tempered. How, how am I? It, see, you don't understand. Temptation and test, those, those are actually um, military terms. You want to go test and see if my weapon can withstand my sword. As soon as I hit something, boom, you know, the metal ain't been folded enough. As soon as I hit it, it cracks. As soon as I, somebody say something to me, oh, my word in me cracks. I'm offended. You, 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 there's no, temp, your, your sword hadn't been tempered yet. It's not, it's not ready. You remember I told you when they beat those black spots out of there? See, it's, it's got to make it strong and then put back into the fire. Then put me in the cool again. See, but we're not ready for the process. We keep wanting to eliminate the process of you being tempted, strengthened. This is what this is supposed to do. Whatever you're going through right now is designed, God said, it's there to strengthen you, not to break you. He told you that. I didn't come to do that. But I come to really strengthen you. But you got to move your emotions out of the way. Oh, man. Here we go. For when he has stood the test. Okay. Hold on. You heard today in Ecclesiastes. My granddaughter read it. And she said, there's a time and a season unto everything. So when you leave out on one season, you go into another season. You're not supposed to stay in that season. It's wintertime, but I'm dressed like it's summer. I don't know the season I'm in. If you hear you're in a new season. Now, the enemy going to try to get you not to hear the word. But see, you need to know that you're in there now a relationship. See, I told you there's different levels of relationship. We should be beyond acquaintance. Mm -hmm. All right. We. All right. All right. So. For when he has stood the test and have been approved, a workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is important about, your, about the word that's in you. The enemy only coming, he ain't coming for your house, your family. He coming for the word that's in you. See, isn't it funny? Because when you are saved, you're now forgiven of your sin. Now you're responsible now for the word that you heard. Not your sin. So he comes for the word that you heard. That's what God, God said. That's now, that's how you get in. Now, let me see that you saved by your sin. Now, I'll die for that. Now, have you stood the test? I got a prize waiting for you. That you are to obtain. It's not unattainable. Hello? Amen. See, the church ain't teaching us this. They keep telling you all this other stuff. But you got a couple of crowns that you're supposed to have when you meet God. And my job as a shepherd is to make sure that you pick them up on the way. 
so you can present them to him and then you can get lay them back at his feet. Okay, that's what the word of God says right here. Come on. For when he has stood the test and been approved, he will receive the victor's crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. All right. So now this kind of get me where I want us to go. Okay. Go to Genesis. Woo. Teacher. Go to Genesis 2. 16 and 18. Talk about death. Mm -hmm. Yep, since we're talking about let's talk about death. Genesis chapter 2 at verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and blessing and calamity, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Mm. Now the Lord God said, it is not good, sufficient, satisfactory, that the man should be alone. Oh, you can stop right there. Oh. That, that, they ain't ready for that part of relationship. Not yet. I'm priming you. So, let's look at this for a minute. Minister, start right there again. Butt of the tree. Verse 17. Yeah, right, right there. Yeah, right there. 16? 16. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and blessing and calamity, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So death was already existing. Death was already existing. It was already, it, it was already present. And that what it said? He said, if you eat a tree, you will surely die. And God created everything. All his works were done. He finished everything. He created a tree of the good and knowledge of evil. He created that and death. Okay. Mm, God did that. What is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And he said, if you eat from this this day, you will die, surely die. So death was already the present, right? Oh, I'm going to mess with y'all today. Mm. It already existed. And matter of fact, this is the first time the word die was introduced in the word. And it wasn't by Satan. Mm-hmm. Okay. No devil, no demon, no darkness. In the day that you eat, God said, talking to the man, you will surely die. Hmm. God created death. He did. Hmm. He said, 
However, let's, look, let's take a closer look. God said death has no power over Adam. Hold on. God, the tree, and death. Let's look at it again. Adam, the tree, and death. Y'all got the picture? Adam, Adam, the tree, and death. And he told Adam, as long as you don't touch the tree, death cannot kill you. But if you, listen, but if you do not keep my words, do not obey my commandments, don't break my covenant, that thing that I may or make has no power it has no power. Listen to this. That thing that I made called death, it has no power. And it has no power to surely kill you. It has no power. So death existed before it killed. So death existed before it killed. Death had no power to kill. It was present. But it could not kill him. As long as he obeyed God. Okay, listen to this. Think about it. God created death without power. God created death without power. Death was hopeless. It was powerless. It was dead. Okay. Okay. So death... Was created dead. So death was created dead. Right? Mm -hmm. It had no life. It couldn't kill man. Or anything on earth. For that fact. It couldn't kill anything. Death had no power. How many of y'all say that? Say death has no power. Okay, if you can't say it, mm. watch this. Death had no power. It had no life. It was there, created by God. Everything, he created everything. And he said it was good. So was death good? God said he created everything. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said everything. He said I created was good. So death in this state was good, powerless, hopeless. Mm. Is, it, is it resonating with anybody? Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. I'm talking about relationship. <laughs> I'm talking about the part of the relationship with God and me. Okay, here we go. Okay, this is not religion. Okay, here we go. And watch this teacher. 
said, okay. So death, we got it straight that death was good. <laughs> he created that, right? Everything was good, everything, okay, right? Death is good as long as, it's, as it has no power. As long as it has no power, death is good in that state. Just saying, Satan was good in the state that God created him. Right? The devil, Diablos, he was good in the state that God created him. Matter of fact, everything was modeled in perfection after him. He was the model, he said, of perfection. Ah, see, we only understand who he is. Y'all know about that on uh, necessary prayer. Death is... Good as long as it has no power. It can't kill you. Death was created not to kill. Ooh. <laughs> that it was in its good state. It was created not to kill. See, whoo, y'all got to get your minds right. Just take your time. Death can't, it cannot kill without permission. Death cannot kill without permission. <laughs> okay, all right, we're gonna wind this up. Y'all getting tired of me? All right. Death is in its normal state, it has no power to kill. God said, Adam, the day that you eat from it, this tree, you will surely die. I swear you will die. This is why he said he put his word above his name. Because even God is subject to his word. And Jesus was obedient. Okay, we're missing it. And he's God. Mm. Did I lose anybody on that one? Well, see, we hear that scripture all the time. He had no understanding what he was saying. I'm even obedient to my word. You will surely die. As much as I love you, you will surely die. As much as I love you right here, you will surely die. Okay. Okay, here we go. Death had no power. It was. Oh, no, right there. I had that part. So what you're saying, if you break the law, Adam, I personally will make sure. That you die. I told you his word is above. Okay. The three deaths. The first one. The departure of the Holy Spirit from man. The second. The departure of man from the presence of God. And the third. The departure of man's spirit from his physical body. Okay? This is what happened to Adam. The very day Adam and Eve ate from that tree, they died. The very moment that they touched what he told them not to touch, that very moment, they died. Okay. 
But his physical death didn't take place to 930 years. His physical death. And see, this is what man and the, the church is more concerned with and more saddened over is the death of the physical body. Yep. He said you should be mourning when they come in this world. And if they're saved, you should be rejoicing when they leave this world. No, but we put more emphasis on our emotions about the departure of the physical. That's going to happen to all of us. Okay. Listen to this. So Adam, Adam, was a living dead man. He was a living dead man. Okay. So the moment that he sinned, broke God's word, rebelled against God, missed the mark, the Holy Spirit left Adam. And Adam became a dead man. No, actually, Adam became dead to God. Don't that even ready. Mm -hmm. A man without Holy Spirit is a dead man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm going to finish up. A man, listen to me, a man without Holy Spirit is a dead man. Soon as Adam touched, disobeyed, rebelled against God, he died. He died the first death, the departure of the Holy Spirit from man. That's the real one that we should be really concerned with. Hmm. Okay. So we got a lot of well-dressed, walking and talking, dead men. We got a well-dressed, nice-talking, religious, dead men. So we have a lot of leaders, presidents, rulers, doctors, lawyers, teachers, running a dead world by dead people. So dead people are running your world. Or this world, because I'm no longer, I've changed citizenship. They do. Man without Holy Spirit is dead. A man without Holy Spirit is dead. You could be sitting right in here, dead. Just because you're here, don't mean you in there. See, then you have some works. You're not saved by your words, but you still have works. You say you don't believe me. You say, I'll show you my works by my faith. Okay, okay, here we go. All right. So you do have works. Jesus had works. He had works. So this is what happens. So he said that everything 
is going to produce after his kind. So when did they have children? After the fall. And everything, and everything produces now after its kind. That's you. And all men have descended from Adam. Mm. So all of his children, all of us, were born dead. This is why he said, you must be born again. Now of the spirit, now of the water and the spirit, you now must be born again because you're dead. To him, Nicodemus, you're dead. Top epsilon of the Pharisee. See, he was a, he was a, um, um, he was the highest level religious of them. He was of the Sanhedrin. He was of the highest part of the Pharisees. And he told him, you can't enter in nor see the kingdom, which was standing in front of him, lest he's born again. Carnally, this is where they were. How can a man enter into his mother's womb for the second time? See, then he said, what's born of flesh is flesh, but what's born of the spirit is spirit. When you are born again, your citizenship has changed. Now you have an embassy here on earth. And everywhere that the ambassador go is sovereign ground. Now when the attacks come, you have diplomatic immunity. Can nothing harm you. You are an ambassador. Ooh. Okay. All right. So when you have a baby, that child is really born dead. Yes. At the moment that child is conceived, death. The curse is now upon him. Because it's in your seed, Adam. He died that you could have life. We, we, we're missing it. This is the third day now, the Feast of Unleavened Bread that you're in right now. Well, that feast is about getting sin out of the house. Out of the house. For seven days, getting sin. But see, this is how the religious Jews do. They're going through the house Getting, sweeping sin, all of this stuff that has sin in the house, you know, leaven. That's the religious. This is what they're doing. They're getting sin, cleaning the house. They're doing it now, right now. And, and all of the, you know, um, all of the Orthodox Jews, they own all of the places in Israel where they clean all the cleaning products. So now they're telling everybody to get the leaven out of the house. 
So everybody buying products to get stuff out of the house. Because they don't have the spirit. And he's telling you, cleanse your house. When Jesus was turned over the tables, he was cleaning, getting the leaven out of the house. So now you're the temple. Now you're the temple. So now you are to have that part where you are the cleansing out of your house. This is what it happened because if you know the feast, judgment is coming. See, this is what we did. Judgment comes to the house of God first, to the house of the Jews first, as a matter of fact. Because he told them first. But you forgot you engrafted now with them. You're part of Jerusalem now. You are Israel. You are Hebrew, one that crossed over. You are right now sitting here. But the religious Jews are in their house, cleaning their house. The physical house. That's why he said, if he said, I'm going to, he said, in three days, this temple will be destroyed. I'm going to raise it up. They thought they were talking about the building. See, that's what religious people do. But the spirit is what we have. Now cleanse your house. Renew your mind. Hear the word of God. See, we're missing it. We're missing it. We're missing it. Man. Just not the message, y'all. I didn't get into the 14 pages. But we need to know what season we in. If you're having difficulty in your marriage right now, guess what season you in? Now, guess what we're going to see what it said in James now? We're going to see, can you withstand or will you just be selfish? See, we don't understand the season that you're in. Y'all hear me? You don't understand the season you're in right now. You can't see it. What you do is do this one. I feel it. And it didn't say that. It's, matter of fact, go back to that scripture so we can end it here. I know y'all got your Easter eggs ready. That's a joke, y'all. That's a joke. I don't know. I don't have time to waste on all of that, on that pagan part of it. I could. But I'm just saying, this is how the enemy is sitting back now. Look at that. I don't change the times on them. Look at it. They don't even realize it. They, they think they're worshiping you. But they're really worshiping me. And I even put the name right in front of them. Istar. But it's in the King James. Wrong interpretation. Because you didn't do your research on that word and how that ended up there. It's just like the Jehovah Witness. And you look at that New World Translation. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was a God. Theos. Well, how did they get there? Because it's not in the Mesoretic text. How did it get there? See, some of us to be asked, how did we get here? Because someone led you. And they want a shepherd. He said, my, he said, some have been disguised as, listen, as what? Ministers of light. You have no discernment to find out what's going on. Because you are religious. You put your religion above faith. You put righteousness. Listen, uh, you, you put your love above righteousness. So how did they get that? 
just do a little research. This man's name is Johannes Grieber. He and his wife, she was a medium. So this is one little word. A God implies that there's more than one God. One word has led them away. Now, the, Jesus is now the recreated archangel. That's not in the word, but it's in the New World Translation, how it is. See, but you got to understand how they does it. And this is how, this is how he leads everyone away, religiously in the word. But no understanding. The Bible tells you, if any man or an angel come to you preaching another gospel, let him be what? A curse. So the Mormons got the archangel um, um, Moroni comes to Joseph Smith. So you got a whole sect of people. Because an angel came to him and said, I got these gold tablets, books, the Book of Mormon. That's not in the word. See, men are easily, easily led astray. Without the spirit, you're dead. See, this is the problem. So, and he couldn't give you the spirit until he died. Then when he came back, he said, I'm going to breathe the Holy Spirit. Man, man we're missing this thing. We're missing this thing. Easily, in church, deceived. Just told him, it's right there in the if an angel come, Joseph tells you that an angel came to him, Maroni. And this is how they started the Latter-day Saints and millions of people. And then the Catholics. The other thing, the center of your faith is not Rome. The center of our faith is Jerusalem. Jerusalem, that's the center of our faith. Not Rome. Catholicism. It's not the center of your faith. You're not coming back to Rome. The, uh, the Mount of Olives is not in Rome. It's not in Italy. See how we are easily led astray. He said, like sheep led to the slaughter. Well, I'm going to make sure that you get the truth. It's going to come hard, but it's going to be the truth. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to uproot some of your thinking and get you out of the religious area and put you into the real relationship with God, what he said. Amen? I'm done. <laughs> I hope y'all got it. I'm done. Hey, teacher, I, I had some other... Dynamic scriptures, but that's for next week. I got some for next week. Amen. Stay up here with me, Pastor. <laughs> no, I just need you with. Oh, you do? Oh, I like just that. need you with. Amen. Wife of my covenant. And no man has hated himself. Wow. We won. Amen. Wow, Pastor said so much. You all look beautiful. Don't they? <laughs> Coming back there. All right, y'all. I'm telling you, the word of God is truly uh, beyond our sense and reason. Come back. Oh, go ahead. 
Chef tried to see me, because I'm too short, he can't see me. I saw, I said, I said Chef, wait a minute, I can't see you. I need to see you. <laughs> I do, I love you guys. Um, God is doing some dynamic things in this branch of Zion. He really is. I want you all to know that with all what you've been going through, what you've been experiencing, you still have the accessibility for strength and power. Yes. All of what you're experiencing in your marriage, in your relationship, in your mind, that's the biggest one, in your mind. Pastor and I sincerely believe in your victory. Amen. Your true victory and success. This is not a cliche. This is a reality that's aligned and attached to your destiny. If you're a believer, it's, a, it's aligned and attached to your inner man. It's not afar off. It's within you. To overcome is within you. Pastor was teaching, um, when you spoke about death, but yet everything God created was good. Until you experience the reality of the vastness of God's glory, we're going to continue to be overtaken by what we're being tested and we're being tempted by. James, uh, where was it? James 112? 112. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Holy Spirit started talking to me. You may see me do this. I'm sorry. I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> He's helping me to think. <laughs> do whatever you need to do to think. <laughs> no matter how strange it looks. Um, <laughs> 112. Can you read it, man of God? Holy Spirit talking to us as he get there. Let Holy Spirit talk to you as he gets there. It takes Amen. Okay. Yes, Pastor. Well, just wanted to make sure that they really got that uh, before you read that. Death has no power until you rebel. Right. Until you sin, it has no death has no power. Yo, your so your rebellion, that's what that's what Adam did. That's what he did. He rebelled. That's how he died. That's how he ended up dying. His uh, presence from the God, from God, his Holy Spirit left him from that yeah. because of his rebellion. This is why you have to be careful about your rebellion. So he, he was still living and lived 930 years, still living. He didn't die physically. But he died the moment that he rebelled. Go ahead, teacher. Mm -hmm. As you were saying that, see, the more you talk, the more I hear. I know, that's right. As a shepherd, he speak wisdom. And as a teacher, so what he does, he brings you the mind of God. Yeah. Right. For he says, I'm wisdom. That's right. 
And as a teacher, I teach you how to learn and comprehend and to receive the wisdom, which is the mind of God. Because it's not, most of us don't have on default to be spiritual, to be led by the spirit. We're normally by default to be led by the flesh. So when you spoke, I I heard <laughs> rebel, right? right? And for us, in most of our cases, because this is why you have to find your pastor. Not your because church. I can hear and I know the condition of our spiritual children. And as he was speaking, I could hear your condition. When wisdom spoke, I could hear the condition. And so for them, for the fraction of them, it is rebel. For overall, in most of our cases, is that you're retreating. Go ahead, teacher. You're retreating. Oh, you won't fight. Say fight. See, you retreat. You don't remain. You won't stand. You won't stand. You won't remain. Right there. So we retreat. And retreat for us is some whole is this a whole different thing, but the word is retreat for most of you. For some of you, it's straight rebellion. Go ahead and read, man of God. <laughs> oh, man, that thing is heavy. It's heavy because we're, some of us are so close to breaking out of everything that has been keeping you in a state of mind to where you cannot fully move in the spirit of God. It's different things been holding you back. A lot of things we see, we think is good, but it's not what's best. Absolutely. And God talks about what's best. Amen. Read, man of God. Oh, my Lord. James chapter 1 at verse 12. Blessed. Stop there. Blessed. <laughs> we don't know our language. What's blessed? See, it's not happy. As you define happiness, That's this right. is why you're not happy. That's temporary. Mm. Blessed is not about happiness of this world. Nope. In Hebrew, it means... Lengthy. Oh. All right. Blessed is my relationship with God, which causes me not to be afflicted by my 
circumstances and surroundings. See, this is why I am to be envied because I'm able to have joy and peace in the middle of chaos and the middle of mistreatment because my relationship with God causes me to have this undescribable joy, unspeakable joy. In spite of my situation, this is why you're blessed. Because it, it creates this lengthiness of God's glory. Oh, y'all not ready. It's because of my relationship with God. Relationship is everything. This is why I am to be envied. Because I, I want that. I want to know how to be in a chaotic Hurtful, mm. abusive, and emotional, dark, challenging, struggling relationship. Mm. And still right. move in existence in love. of the kingdom of God. Which is love. Come on. Which is love. Which is love. That I'm able to love you. And it doesn't mean that I agree with you or put up with what you're doing or saying. This doesn't mean I don't have a good relationship with God. Nor does it, it doesn't mean I don't have a good relationship with you. But you're not going to keep me from walking in my peace. Absolutely. And my joy and the wholeness and the soundness of my mind. See, bless me that because of your relationship. What's your name? Courtney, Courtney, it means because of your relationship with God, this is why you're blessed. That Holy Spirit is able to come in and sever between your mind and your soul. Your reasoning. See, with your reasoning, you're going to be upset. I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be mad. I, I, see, but Holy Spirit says, when you align yourself with, with the mind of Christ, I'm able to come in and sever your, your mind between your soul and your spirit and your normal everyday reasoning, Courtney. It can't interfere because this person is blessed. Because you're able to see afar off. Are y'all not with me? Come on, teach. This is why you are to be envied. See, because even though I'm thinking you're not treating me right or the situation I'm in, a lot of times we are frustrated because of the situation we're in. It's frustration. That's why you don't know how to treat people. That one find you. While we're easily moved, irritated, it's because of the situation that you're in. And you can't see afar off. But this is what Holy Spirit does. He comes in and he severs the mind and the soul 
and he aim at the inner man. Yes, and then the inner man takes a hold of his or her purpose of who they really are and their character which is in Christ Jesus. And now I reason only with the Holy Spirit. He is the umpire of my soul. Amen. Governor. And my affections, my emotions only go towards him and love for my neighbor. Amen. Blessed. Lengthy. Is the man who is patient under test. That's right. Who are patient. Who is allowing patient. Patient is a force. Who allowing the force to work. See, grace, if you stand and remain in your relationship with God, patient itself works grace. Start to grace you for it. See, oh no, come on. And start to grace you for what you're dealing with. Which is God's love toward you. <laughs> it starts to make it. The word of God to be enough. Dayanu. Dayanu. All right. And you're able to stand up under. You're able to remain. And remain me. I only hear the voice of God. See, it means that I'm able to hear the voice of God. To stand doesn't mean I'm standing. It means, man of God, I'm able to hear the voice in the, in the trial, in the test, in the tempting. I'm able to hear. Oh, see, see what it. you start hearing is your voice. Yep. Or the other person. <sighs> Mainly you. For when he has stood the test. Woo. See, you got to be tried. And this is every day. Because you have to run this race until the end. To the end. So you have to be tested every day, day. throughout the day. Mm. But I don't see. In that test, if you remain, he's working grace and his power of strength. And he said, there's a way out. The only way out is that you complete the test. It's designed for you to complete, not to fail. So you got to go through the test. And our test, a lot of times, is not about the things in relationship with others, but your relationship that you say you have with God. That's why I started off. See, so you got to be approved to receive the victor's crown of life. Amen. And it's only for those who not just love him, but continue to love him. Continue to love him when things don't look right. But we say we do. I end here, Tiffany. Think it not strange. This test 
has come to your home. That your daughter has ran away. See what has to happen for each and every one of us. It has to be an encounter with God. And some of us will never reach there. None of us will ever reach there until there is a real test. You have to be put your back against the wall. You have to have no other help from anybody else. You can't really reach this thing here because I know what that feels like. We've been through it. And Gabby is here today. Is it her? Whether she left, I don't know if she left early or not, but she did that. She ran away. See, but the relationship is nothing like a mother. And then it's a daughter. You see, it's something different about a, a young lady being out. Not being protected and cared for. This is why our relationship with God. See, when we stop transforming to God, we start conforming to the world. That's right. And the way it thinks. We have to continue to transform, which causes me to be mature in the things of God, to be strong in the things when it comes in darkness, when the things of the adversary is presented to me. I know how this is going to Come out. Amen. This is a test for you and your husband. That we are to never, and this is for everyone. It's when we get lots in the kingdom of God. You get lots in the kingdom of God. Every day, our prayer life should be fervent. We should always have zeal. We should always be excited in the kingdom of God, always expecting the presence of God. Amen. I don't care how lowly I may feel because it's not about my feelings. You have to remain. God gave you stars. For a reason. For such a time as this. See, friends, you have, if you have a friend, identify why they're there. Oh, you're just taking up space. We're going out to eat, have a few laughs. I need you for this hard life. I need someone who can pray with me. Come against the spirit of darkness. I need an intercessor.
I need someone that knows war. This is only a test. And it's only to build your strength and your faith in God. Because God has permitted this. Which means this too is working for your good. Amen. 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 Amen.